Good morning and welcome to the Estate Agents podcast. We are now gone past the half century. We're on episode 51. Um, it's been a long time coming, but we've finally managed to get him on the podcast. And this one uh, is probably going to be equally as popular as the John McGraw podcast, I would say. Uh, agents out there wanting to know. And I've put him on the same pedestal as John McGraw as an agent within the UK. So he's shaking his head as we can see him now. Um, but I'm also joined by my normal partners in crime, so keeping the suspense going as to who our guest is today. But I'm joined by Andy, so good morning, Andy. Morning, Luke. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm in sunny Huntingdon for a right move. Um, how to how to maximise your right move subscription, but also a legal update course tomorrow. So, um, and how are you, Stephen? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Award-winning, um, Stephen, no less. Award, I was just about to say, very humbled he is there, but award-winning Stephen Brown. Uh, what was that award that you won last Thursday, Stephen? Good question. What was best, it, Andy? Best UK industry supplier in his category. Wow. Yeah, and, which was, and with well a phenomenal deserved. score. Which was, which was small. No, but with a phenomenal <laughs> score. I think Peter Knight made a, a point on stage of saying that uh, you scored a, a net promoter score of uh, over 90%, which is phenomenal. Wow. wow. But let's not keep everyone in suspense. <laughs> Who have we got on the podcast today, Andy? Today we are joined by estate agency guru, none other than Mr. Sean Newman. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, everyone, and uh, congratulations to Stephen. Great to see you win that award. Definitely thoroughly deserved. So well done. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. Great to be on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. No, and great to have and great to have you on, Sean. I mean, you are without doubt one of the most highly regarded estate agents in the UK, um, and the contribution you've made to the industry is absolutely fantastic. I remember watching you on stage, or God knows how many years ago, picking up an award for um, outstanding contribution to the industry. So to um, finally get you on, we're absolutely delighted. Um, now, we watch loads and loads and loads of your fantastic motivational videos every day. And um, one of the reasons we've got you on is because we know you are Mr. Two and a Half Percenter. So the question to you this morning is, what are you doing to get two and a half percent? How'd you get there? Okay, well, first of all, thank you for your kind words. I don't know whether they're deserved. Um, because I am nothing special. I'm honestly no better than anyone else, certainly no cleverer than anyone else. Uh, but I do get some great results when it comes to getting fees. Um, and one of the common questions is, is how and, and why. And I think it's important to add that I've, like, I just spend a lot of time um, learning and investing time in my, in, um, going on courses, like, you know, obviously your courses, Stephen, but I've, I've been on most trainers courses in the UK. Um, like Luke, I've been to ARIC and I've been to the National Association of Realtors Conference in America. I've been to a lot of conferences around the world, but I'm constantly learning and improving, obviously listening to your podcasts and various other podcasts. So I first of all recommend that everyone invest time in learning. And um, in fact, that's one of our core values as a business. So, um, there isn't a short answer to this, but I'll try and whiz, get through as much as I can and give you as many tips as I can on how to charge 2.5%. So I always charge 2.5%, no exceptions, even friends. Friends will ask for a mate's raise and say, come on, Sean, do me a bit of a deal. And I'll say, 
it's the same for everyone. I just don't believe that you should say to one person it's two and a half percent and someone else it's one and a half percent and someone else it's two percent. So I explain that to them. everyone pays the same and I'll refer to other people that may know and say, look, they pay me two and a half percent. Everyone pays the same. And I just believe that's fair and professional. Um, the important question is how do you, how do you justify that? Um, I noticed your last guest was Christopher Watkins. So um, a lot of it is about being an attraction agent. A lot of people come to me. They'll come to me because they'll see my previous results. They'll come to me because it's a recommendation. Um, but they'll come to me because they've seen my content, you know, um, and obviously Christopher Watkin talks about content marketing and being an attraction agent. So it's important that people get to know you, like you and trust you. Um, and often choose you to be their agent before they even need an estate agent. Uh, one of my colleagues, um, Simon, I, I was actually speaking to a guy in the gym a couple of days ago, and he said, when I, get, when I sell my house, and he's got no intention of selling his house, because when I sell my house, I'm definitely going to be using that Simon Hawksley. Now, he's not um, thinking of selling at the moment, but he's already decided. And I said, oh, why is that? He said, his videos are brilliant. I love them. You know, I'm definitely going to be using him to sell my house. So it's important that we put content out there so people get to know you, like you and trust you, so that when they are ready to decide to use an estate agent, you're top of mind. Um, so content marketing, I won't go into too much detail. Everyone hopefully knows for Watkin what he talks about, but it's, it's not just doing content. Like it, it, you've got to distribute it. So, you know, whether that's, you could do a video, but it needs to obviously go on all the social media platforms and it's, I don't know, so, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn's brilliant at the moment. Um, email the videos, um, put it in a blog, put it in a podcast. A few of my colleagues do a monthly market update report, and I know, uh, Luke, you do that. Uh, one of the guys was telling me that he sent it out at the beginning of October, an email, and this, with the same day, he had six people call him to say, I want evaluation, and four of them came on the market. So putting that content out there, people have already decided they want to use you, and if you're the only agent going out, it's a lot easier to charge more. Um, I think the quality of the content is important as well, Sean. Um, I think a lot of people confuse content with bravado. Um, you know, we're number one, we do this, we've got this. Um, and the content that you put out is very, very helpful. So if you were to give our listeners three tips of quality content, what would you be aiming at? What would you, what would you want to, to, to be getting across to your potential audience? Okay, so on an ideal world, everyone would be doing content every day, but some of the guys are just doing a little, you know, one thing a month and they're doing the market update reports. That's, that's the number one. If you can only do one thing and literally that, you can have one of those done in 30 minutes, that's doing the research and only the recording of the video is only two or three minutes maximum, um, but then it's the distribution. Everybody's interested what with property prices or homeowners are definitely interested in what's happened to property prices in their area or rent so a market wrap a market update is definitely the number one thing to, but do it consistently so some of the guys who are getting some great results have been doing it for six seven eight nine months so market updates definitely the best thing to do um anything that's going on in your location so events so promote other people's events and certainly talk to and one of my colleagues went to uh get his Range Rover dealership while he was there he did a quick video of a, a Range Rover that they'd given him while his car was in service they'd given him a Range Rover and he did a quick video about that car saying this is what they've given me the service has been brilliant 
And then the, the dealership, uh, he put it on his social media and his blog and his Facebook. And the dealership rang him and said, could we share that video on our Facebook and social media? So they And he said, yeah, of course. So they did. So suddenly they're... Everyone who owns a Range Rover or follows that dealer in that area saw my colleague and obviously associated him with, you know, they're driving a similar car. Um, so definitely events or local businesses, are two things you should be talking to people about. Fantastic. Um, you highly promote the self-employed agent model. And I know that this is something that's divided um, opinion up and down. Um, the country, uh, I think largely because of a lack of understanding of, of what it actually is. Could you explain to our listeners why, you know, you're a business owner, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to keep more of the profits or, or what's the philosophy? Where, where are you going with uh, self-employed agent? Okay, that's, that's a whole new subject. I'll have to come back to the fees in a minute. Um, so, like this isn't just a new idea. This is not like something. This is what happens in the rest of the world. And in the rest of the world, in America, people are charging five and six percent. In Spain, like this, every other country, the agent generally is the business owner, self-employed, and they're just running their business under another brand or banner um, to give them all the support they need. But it's down to the agent and people are calling an agent so um and i so i believe the agent should be paid more and i think the standards in the state agency in the uk are very very low um shockingly low but you're not going to get great people if you're paying 18 or twenty thousand pound a year basics and a bit of commission um and that's what people are being paid at the moment and the, the a lot of people tell me that their salaries are going down or their their bonuses are going down because their targets are going up and it's harder to earn the money and we're not attracting great people whereas in the US estate agents are seen as professional successful entrepreneurial you know high earners and they do a fantastic job and they can justify their higher fees so i believe by paying agents more will attract better quality agents, will retain better quality agents, they'll put more effort into dealing with fewer clients and therefore give a better service, get a better price for the vendor and justify a higher fee. So this sort of goes in hand in hand with the fees, but it doesn't have to be. But I just it's raising the standards, I believe. Um, and yeah, we yeah, obviously it takes a lot more of our income because we're giving away quite a big percentage of our income. Um, but also it's a you know, if you have the right number of agents and they're bringing in the right level of business, then it can work for all parties. And I think it's better for the client um, because they get better results and service. I think it's better for the agent because they're earning more and they've got more flexible lifestyles. And I think it's better for the business. I think that's a great, um, a great summary of the self-employed route, um, don't you think, Andy? in terms of the overall benefit for for the for the actual vendor which is who, who our customer is but i mean just i mean i absolutely love simon's videos i think they're absolutely brilliant and he's and he's fantastic at them um but i mean something um i just wanted to touch on is i'm sure you probably found sean is that when you start doing these videos um you don't get instant results do you 
you, you've got to, you've got to grind away for, and I'm sure Andy's found this as well with his market updates. And he does a, again, one thing for consistency that Andy's got head and shoulders above me is, is his market update videos is he does the month in month out. And even when he was a few days late, people noticed um, yeah. that it was a few days late, but you have just got to grind away. So don't expect you'll do a market update video, put it out there and, suddenly your phone's going to be ringing off the hook you've got to be doing it for six to nine months minimum before you start to see to see those ben see those benefits haven't you 100 percent. yeah this is not an overnight quick video suddenly you get the results but it's funny because people sometimes have been contacting me or all my colleagues saying oh, i've been watching your videos for four or five months now <laughs> and now i want to you know talk to you about yeah. my house or but yeah sometimes it can be a little bit lonely you're thinking is anybody out there? Is anybody watching? Am I just wasting my time? What does people yeah. think? And then suddenly yeah. you'll get a flurry of people and you're like, oh, it does work, but it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'll give you an yeah. and I'll give you an example of that. We, so we do our top 20 streets and I recorded those probably 18 months ago now. It was certainly before Oliver was born. So add on another 12 months, so nearly 18 months. And, um, stupidly um so we've called it the top 20 streets and so we're referring to every pro every road as a street but some of the own homeowners on those roads or avenues have taken offense because they're not known as a street they don't want to be known as a street so but that's someone watching that content from 18 months two years ago and even today they're still they're still watching it because it's out there it's, it's out there in in the cloud and whilst we're recording this, someone's probably consuming one of Sean's videos whilst he's finishing in the gym, all hot and sweaty and trying to get everyone pumped for, pumped for the day. But it just goes to show, once you've done it, it is, it is out there. And just a quick apology to, to them. It isn't meant to cause offence. We, we can't go as far as calling everything, well, this is the top 20 road streets, avenues, closest, cul-de-sacs and, and everything else. It isn't meant in that way. Um, but what, what, I, what I love from just those few bits that you were just saying is the, the whole no friends discount because that's always a tricky one isn't it when a friend comes to you wants to sell the house so so how would how would you handle that because um, I'm sure it happens up and down the country with agents they're expecting maybe mates rates so how, how do you back that back to the person so I literally say that first of all I, I charge exactly the same for everyone it would be unfair of me to charge you less um, and including other friends and um, second I say look you know, I will, I will, as a friend, I will give you more. So I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm going to deal with this personally. I'm going to give you more marketing. I'm going to be spending, investing more on the marketing and, and some national advertising or some more social media and I will handle everything. But if they say, sure, and I just want to pay less, I have got colleagues in the office that will charge that are, you know, charging less than me and they can deal with them. Now I want to deal with you, Sean. And so they understand that, Obviously, I've got to earn a living. It's a bit like I've got a friend who owns a pub and uh, he messaged me recently and said, what about a discount? Or, and I said, no. Um, but I don't go into his pub and say, oh, can I have a discount on that bottle of wine or that, you know, that pint of beer? Um, so, but it, most people are just asking. They want to see if they can do a deal. So, and most people are understanding. And if you were buying a car from a friend, you know, price is the price really um but don't i don't think they um they aren't happy with that as long as i can justify it in that particular house i did um it was offers over a million pounds i did an intense marketing campaign 
I had an open house. I had over 30 people at that open house. I had probably six or seven offers on the table. I negotiated the bids up and we sold it for 1,250,000. So wow. it's like 250,000 wow. above the asking price. So 25% above the asking price. The, the eventual buyer started his bidding at 900,000. So that was a lot of time and a lot of effort for me. And I got it to exchange in probably 35 or 36 days. And I even had a backup buyer who would, would pay 1.3, um, but they decided to take the you know, one and a quarter million because it was a quicker, a quicker um, offer. So that's why, and, and if you speak to the owner, in fact, I've got a video of them saying they were more than happy to pay two and a half percent because it's like getting on a first class flight. They, you know, they, they're used to flying first class, they're paying more, but they felt at the end of that journey very refreshed and they'd got value for money. So um, it, it, they were so happy, to, you know, but they, would have, they could have got a cheaper agent, of course. Um, it's really interesting, Sean, that you use the analogy that there are some of your uh, colleagues that will charge lower fees because I was watching, a, a, I think it's probably about six months ago, I was watching a, a, an interview with uh, yourself and Chris Watkin, um, who's a very good friend of the show and a friend of yours. And uh, I, I believe you likened it to uh, going to the hairstylist, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So well, I got my hair cut yesterday. You can see it's a bit short. In that hairdresser's, um, I book an appointment and I pay £20. But you can go to someone else who's a junior there and pay £12 for a haircut or £15 for a haircut. Um, and obviously, a lot of ladies who are listening out there, they might go to a top stylist and pay 100 or more pounds for a haircut. And it's like everything. Like, Mike, I don't want... People say, yeah, no, there's people that won't pay 2.5%. I don't want to deal with everybody. Um, some people will go first class. I know um, on the train, uh, Chris Watkins said he goes first class <laughs> on the train everywhere. And some people, but not everyone goes first class on the train. Not everyone flies first class on a, on a plane. But it's a bit like, like if you want to go for a meal tonight, you could go for a bag of chips. And I don't know, a bag of chips is about a couple of quid or whatever. Or you can spend £50 in a, in a restaurant per head. Um, now, I don't, I can do both, by the way. Um, but I'm not going to pay £50 for a bag of chips. And when it comes down for fees, like a lot of agents, they're charging 1% because they're probably only worth 1% and they're only offering a proposition that's worth 1%. So um, it is important to point out that you've got to have a great proposition to offer clients. Um, and I know um, we... Did you want to say something, Stephen? Sorry. Yeah, I, d I did, talking about differential. So yesterday I was with 15 agents and I asked them a question. I want you to write down <clears throat> five things that you do differently compared to anybody else. I then went round the table and asked them what their five things were that makes them different from other agents. And guess what? They were all exactly the same. So I said, <laughs> well, so I said, well how, how, are you, how are you different then? No, because we talk about difference and what your five differences are, but you've all come up with exactly the same thing. So how how do you um, how do you make yourself different? How do you stand out from a crowd? Okay. You know, how do you demonstrate? You know, you obviously demonstrated with that fantastic story that you got two hundred and fifty thousand pounds over the asking price that you negotiated an extra three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So, in all honesty, I would have paid you ten percent there because of your negotiating skills, because you still would have been cheaper. But um, how do you go and demonstrate yourself? Because you know, asking that question, I don't think people can actually answer that question. Okay. Well, I can give you 
five quick ones. I mean, I could give you 50, but like, there's no point saying I'm going to do professional photographs or I'm going to offer a better service. It's got to be something tangible. So quickly, first of all, is preparing their house for sale. So I'll, I'll say once we've signed up, I'm going to go through your house with you and we'll decide what needs doing to make your house look like a show home. Sometimes I get interior designers in, I get home stages in, or sometimes I'm just saying I'll get an odd job man and we'll get it painted and get things changed. Um, so getting the house looking its best, first of all, giving them advice on that, you know, that's, just, that's a skill. Secondly, video. I mean, videos, every house should have a video. Most estate agents don't do video. So just by offering videos, you're going to be ahead of the other agents. Um, obviously, you get more engagement on video. Um, social media. Um, I'm an expert in, in marketing, and that's, that's what people are paying for me, uh, my skills uh, in marketing, and specifically social media and digital marketing. Um, and I don't mean just stick a photo on Facebook and, and hope it sells. You've got, to, you know, you've got to understand how Facebook marketing works, how you can target the ideal buyer, how much you're going to spend on that, um, who you're targeting. Social media is a massive one. I'm trying to do these quickly because I'm just conscious of time. Um, direct, direct mail. Um, this is such a great one. People say, well, what do you mean by direct mail? So if I was selling a house at £500,000, I'd be saying to the owner, well, let's, I'd get my phone out, I'd have the right move app in front of my phone, and I'd be going, right, the buyer for this house is probably selling at between 200,000 and 350 or 400,000 um, because most people who are selling locally want to buy another house. Most of those people want to buy um, something bigger and most of those people, you know, tend to want to stay locally as well because they've got the kids in school, friends, friends and family. So, so let's look, you know, if, if most people who are selling are looking to buy a bigger house and move locally, um, let's, and buy a big, um, let's, let's see who we've got. And there might be a hundred properties for sale with other agents between 200 and 400,000. So I'll write to those people and send them a new to the market postcard or an invitation to an open house. And that's direct mail, but also canvassing cards. Um, we just had an open house recently on a housing estate and there was 2000 houses on that estate. We sent out 2000 canvassing cards over on the estate to say there's a, an open house this weekend because People who live on this state might be in a two or three bedroom, might be interested in this four bedroom, or they might have friends, family, relatives might be interested in it. So obviously canvassing cars is another one. And the sixth one is open houses. I think very, very few agents are doing open houses. It's a great strategy. We get a lot of interest. Um, it's I'm convenient. glad you mentioned that, Sean. Can, can you explain? Because I, I stand back and watch you know, you've got your, 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 your car and your final country flags outside these open houses and, and we see shoes off in the entrance hall and there's hundreds of pairs of shoes in there. How are you generating that much interest in an open home? And uh, I'm a massive believer in price to entice and it's a campaign that we've been running at, at um, Chilton's recently and it's, it's had massive effect. You know, there are some agents out there who would say, how the hell do you go from one to 1.25 million negotiating a transaction? How do you do it? What's, what's the Newman way? So open house is probably in a whole new podcast on its own. Like just, uh, um, I mean, I haven't. Great. We'll touched. get you back when you're free. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't touched. I could do it. Probably, it probably deserves uh, a podcast on its own. And I mean, I really haven't even touched on the fees yet and how I get two and a half percent, but open houses is two, two main things. One, it's attractive pricing. So if, if the house is worth, there was a house on the market at five, 150,000 for a year with another estate agent, uh, two estate agents. The vendor said, I'll, I'll take 
you know, 510,000. So I said, let's price it more attractively. So we priced it at five offers over 500. So we staged the house, which the other agent didn't do. We got the price attractive. We had a mass, uh, we did video. We did massive marketing campaign on social media, direct mail. We had probably 20 people viewing. And then we created that bidding ward and like it was a stunning home. And suddenly with the bids went over 550, went for 560, then we had 565 and we had an offer of 570. The vendor took 565. That been on, someone could have bought that house for 510 if they'd bought it for the other agent. It'd been on for a year at 500. They could have bought it for 510. That pricing strategy, the staging, the video, the social media, the marketing, the creating that, um, that, between buyers and when they look around the buyers look around and see there's 20 or 10 or 30 buyers there they're going my god and they want what everyone else wants and it creates that auction and competition which pushes the price up that's the short answer <laughs> i would just love to say i'm just watching you here and um, you know we're recording this it's like seven in the morning your energy and your passion for what you do is absolutely amazing you know, so um, you're, you're not um, new to the industry, you know, you've been doing it a little bit, a couple of days, and yeah. you've still got that amazing energy and that amazing passion to succeed. And, you know, what you want is you want to create the best outcome for your vendors and create, yeah. raving, create those raving fans so people come back to you to give you your properties. Yeah. So, you know, you're demonstrating to me why you are worth that two and a half percent. And again, learning from me this morning is that all the stories, you know, and the case studies. So these are amazing case studies that you can use and you can give to your clients. And it's demonstrating a massive, massive difference. And that's yeah. a great way of demonstrating, you know, this property was on with two agents. Somebody could have bought it for 510,000 and yet we got them 565,000. You know, it's, it's incredible what you can do. Andy. I think, um, Sean, you, you know, to, to get somebody with decades of experience like yourself crammed into 30 minutes. So I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to be really cheeky here. We'd like to get you back for two more episodes and we'd like to then focus those exclusively because I know it's, I'm getting um, messages on the WhatsApp group um, and I mentioned to a few agents that we were interviewing you for the podcast and the two consistents were how the hell does he get two and a half percent and what does he do with his open home? So I'm going to put you on the spot and invite you back for two more recordings. We're going to try and keep them to about half an hour um, and, and speak exclusively on open homes and fees if, if you don't mind. But there's one particular thing I'd like your assistance with, if I may. We've had a message um, I've had a message on LinkedIn and I think that with your experience, this is something that you'll be able to help a, a young lady with. So this is uh, Leah who listens to the show. Um, so there's a lovely message. Um, she's on maternity leave at the moment. She's uh, up to episode 22 in a week, um, buzzing with ideas for the team. And she's got a quick question. I have a question which I hoped you could help with. I have a great negotiator who is lacking in confidence big time. I really want to help her. So just wondered uh, really if you have any recommendations uh, trainers, books, podcasts, anything I can do to get her inspired and become more confident. Sean, you must have experienced that in, in, in your time in the career. Um, oh, confidence is massive. Um, that is putting me on the spot. Um, I was at the EA Masters. They talked about the, the chimp. Um, is it the paradox? Yeah, uh, chimp paradox. Yeah. 
uh, that might be worth reading. I, I'm an avid, you know, I listen to audio books and read books and listen to podcasts. You know, when you're good at something, like I can, I, you know, I feel so confident because I know I'm, I'm good. Um, so it is about getting better and the, the more you know, the more you learn and the better you are and the, when you get better results. So when, when I'm talking about people about pricing and they're saying to me, and I'm saying, you need to get the price. It's on at 550. Let's put it off as over 500. They're very reluctant. But when I go, look, I have done this hundreds and hundreds of times. We follow the process. We follow the strategy. And that, then that, that confidence comes across. I mean, but you've got to have belief in yourself. And that's, that will only come with experience and time and results. When you get the results, as soon as you start getting the results, then it's easier to... to um, convey that to the next person so sean now, can we get you back yeah happy i'd love it i love i just love sharing and i want to help raise the standards in the state of because obviously what you're doing and i'd love to share you know some of the stuff um i'm just conscious of time and i want to give people some nuggets um do you want me to quickly touch on the fees or do you want to leave that yeah, to another no you no 100 you, you, you end the podcast with some golden nuggets that people can take away and put into action Okay. All right. So, make sure there's seven of them, though. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the trouble is, it's time. Is I mean, obviously, you mentioned proposition. You've got to have the proposition. Too many estate agents are saying to me, like, no one will pay more than two and a half percent. You know, everyone is charging one one percent in my area. I mean, I've been to houses where they've been paying five a point five percent, a half a percent to an agent, and they've paid me two and a half percent. So they will pay it, um, but if obviously I'm not doing the same as their current agent, I've got to be doing more. So the question you made the point earlier, Stephen, you've got to be offering more. And so I mentioned five or six things that we offer differently. Um, the key for me of getting results, I mean, these two things alone help me get, get the listings. One is, is previous results. So examples, uh, another example, and I don't want to sound like I'm boasting or anything, but like this is this is how I do it and it works. I mean, I had a house that was offered over two and a half million, did an open house, cut long story short, sold it for three million, obviously half a million pound more. The owner was over the moon, but someone else was on the market with another agent at 2.9 million, contacted me and said, I've just seen that you've sold that house. Can you come and sell mine? Um, and I said the same to them. Yeah, they, they had an offer of two and a half. That was the highest offer. I said, let's get it on offers over two and a half. And I sold that one for 2.8. So recommendations um, are key and demonstrating the results and also showing reviews and testimonials. So rather than me saying how good, other people saying it, whether that's on video or written. Um, obviously, beliefs massive um, as well. Um, but it's also... Um, when, you, when you're talking about two and a half percent, I make it very clear to the owner that I'm not the cheapest and that they can get an agent for one percent. Now, obviously, they probably already know that, but I'm not hiding the facts. I want them to realize that I'm not just trying to charge for. I do let them know what they'll get for one percent. And that's that's the important thing. I said, if you just get, use a one percent agent and I actually say, oh, look, I won't be offended if you want to go to a cheaper agent. Some people just at that go, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't want a cheaper agent. In fact, I've won listings by just saying I'm two and a half percent because like they said, oh, yeah, we want to use you. I said, well, I haven't told you what we're going to do yet. And they said, well, we know you're going to be better because the other agent kind of quoted one and a half percent. So you must be better than them. Um, I'm just conscious of time. Have I got enough time? Yeah, or... I keep, you keep going. You keep going. <laughs> so, um, so 
coming back to the two and a half percent, um, I, I say to them, look, you can get the cheaper agent, a one percent agent. What they'll do is they'll just put it on right move. And this is the problem. Most of the same is they're just sticking stuff on right move. And their strategy is putting it on right move and hoping it sells. And obviously I've just explained my strategy, which I've probably spent an hour explaining. So I won't be able to do that now. Um, and the problem is with that, the other you know, agent strategy is that if it doesn't sell, all they'll be doing is ringing you up saying, we need to reduce the price, drop the price, drop the price, drop the price. And then eventually they drop the price low enough and then you're going to get interest and then they'll get an offer. And then they'll be saying, do you want to get an offer? Well, um, they recommend that you accept it. And so we're actually selling the house for a lot less money. Um, whereas I'm going to have a marketing strategy um, and obviously I'll explain my marketing strategy. That's, that's the key thing. You've got to get across. You're an expert in marketing and it's not just sticking it on right move. And maybe we can talk about that another time with the marketing that we do. And then when we get offers, I won't be saying to the owner, oh, you should accept it. I'll be working hard um, squeezing every last penny out of the, out of the buyer. And when you can demonstrate that and prove that and show that, um, they realize that you're going to be working on their behalf. It's a bit like instructing a, a solicitor. They, they're acting on your behalf and you've got different types of solicitors. If you want a really good solicitor, then you pay for a barrister. And that's what they're paying for with me. They're paying for my expertise in marketing, my expertise in negotiation. I will get them better price. Um, and you just got to be able to demonstrate that. That's the key though, not just sort of talk about it. And if you don't win the list in there and then people, because I don't win all of them, but I don't want all of them. If people are looking for the cheapest, they're not my client, but I'd rather deal with a fewer. And I think some agents think, I don't want to lose it. They hate to lose the listing. And they go, I'd rather lose it. I'll do it cheaper. I'd rather lose it and get it the second time round when they're prepared to pay a better fee, be more realistic on the price. Um, and I think, a lot of so some things that Tom Panos has said, which you're aware of, you know, the cheapest agent and the best agent are not going to be the same. And often the cheapest agent can end up being the most expensive agent if you end up selling it for a lot less. So, you know, it's, it's not um, easy, but if you've got the, the, the proposition, um, people are aware of what you're, you've done before with other, other sellers, and then there's a follow-up process. We have a nurture process. We use Digital Iceberg which stays in touch with a lot of our clients. I mean, if we go out to a hundred market appraisals and we win, you know, 30 or 40 of them and some go on with other agents, but there's probably a big chunk another 30 or 40 that don't do anything, but it's a matter of staying in touch with those. Um, but and also knowing your customer, knowing your client, my ideal client is someone who's tried a cheaper agent and then wants, wants to be sold or they've, they, they've seen me before or seen my results before and they've been recommended to me. So it's obviously a lot easier to justify a higher fee if you're the second agent or you've been recommended. Anyway, Sean Newman, you, you are an absolute machine. Um, I, I watched your videos, yourself and Carolyn, you're coming out of the gym. I, I don't need a gym this morning. I'm pumped and ready to hit the phones at 9am for my prospecting hour. Um, listeners, if that hasn't enticed you, to tune into the two future episodes where we're really going to drill down on the Sean Newman uh, way of being an attraction agent, of achieving that two and a half percent and having killer open home strategies, then I don't know what is. From 
us and the podcast team, myself, Luke and Stephen, and our very special guest, Sean Newman. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your ear and thank you for listening. Tune in very, very soon where we'll be bringing you Sean's killer strategies for commanding 2.5% on the selling fee and having an awesome open home strategy. Once again, thanks for listening. Thanks, Sean. Exceptional, Sean. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Bye.